Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all here tonight. What a wonderful time for us to be together. It's a time of celebration, time for the Lord to be with us and take care of us. It's awesome how, you know, God took an impossible situation and came right down in the middle of it with his son. We celebrate a Christmas time around here, and it's a wonderful time of impossibilities becoming possible. And that's what God does. He takes situations that seem impossible in this world, in this life, and he brings miracles. And that brings us to church tonight. We have the possibility of who knows what is going to take place in the service. It's a time that the impossible can be fixed. Your needs can be met here tonight. We come into the presence of the Lord to honor him and lift him up. He'll come right down in the middle of us, and who knows what's going to happen. Amen? Amen. We've come tonight to have church. Let's get out in the aisles. Let's welcome each other into the house of God tonight.
Praise the Lord. I've been thinking today, what happens when we stop running from God and start running to God? What changes happen in our life when we stop trying to hide from an all-knowing God, when we stop trying to keep our problems to ourselves, and instead we go to God with the humblest, gratefulest, most thankful heart we can possibly have, and we say, God, you're able, God, you're good, God, you're merciful, and here I am, I'm chasing hard after you. I don't know about you tonight, but I came to church tonight to seek him. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I didn't come to put the attendance card in for heaven to see that I've been here tonight. I came to see and walk in the presence of the King because I need the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in my life. Is anybody in that same place tonight? I want to tell you tonight, I really feel like God wants to do. It's amazing. Pastor uh, Richard said that. And I know Pastor's been believing for God to do something awesome tonight. I, I was at the store yesterday, a couple days ago, and I saw a young lady running. She had snatched a purse from somebody in the store and was running, and the lady was running after her, and I just, it broke my heart. I tried to intervene in some way that I could, and before I could get there, someone had already gotten there, but, but the girl that was running got tired of running. The girl that was running away from the right thing finally got tired and stopped running, and when she got tired and stopped long enough, what was good caught up with her. You say, oh, well, she got in trouble. Well, that's actually good because if she got away from that, who knows? It was obvious that she was on drugs and was dealing with some battles and some things in her life, and that's not judgment. It broke my heart. It touched me, and I prayed for her right there. But I wondered, whatever we may be running from tonight, instead of running from God or running from the good thing, what if we just got so tired in a good way and we just let God do what God wants to do? I pray tonight as we pray over our prayer requests and we pray over tonight, the God of the impossible is in this room tonight. The God that can do anything is here. The, the chain breaker can break chains and he's here to do that. He's not standing with his arms crossed, tapping his feet, hoping for some great response from us. He's actually here willing to break chains. He's actually here willing to heal. He's actually here willing to set free if we'll call upon his name. And I don't know about you, but I want to call his name tonight and I want him to have his way in me because I don't know what I'm facing this week. I don't know what I'm up against this week. I know what I was up against last week, and I needed him. But I don't know what I'm facing this week, but I know I'm going to need him, and I call upon his name. Would you just lift your hands to heaven right here? And when you're lifting hands to heaven, you're lifting your requests. You're lifting your burdens that you carried into this place. You're lifting your praise. You're lifting your thanksgiving. You're lifting your petitions unto God. And you're saying, God, take them. God, I give them to you. God, I'm running towards you tonight, and I'm asking you to touch, and I'm asking you to move. God, I'm not withholding anything, God. I'm not withholding anything. Instead, God, I'm giving you everything. God, I give you all of my worries. I give you all of my doubts. I give you all of my fears. I even give you the pain in my body right now, God, and I ask you, God, I believe you for healing. God, I believe you for a touch. God, I believe for your glory to come, God, and not just visit, God, but settle in over my family and settle in over my home and settle in over my workplace. God, I pray the, the God that provides, God, would make that car start again. God, the car that won't work to get you to work, Father, I pray we ask, God, that you'd put your hand on it right now. God, we pray that you would touch us, that you would perform what only you can do tonight, God. 
bring honor and glory to your name. And God, we'll be a church. We'll be a people. We'll be children of God that are seeking after you, chasing after you, not running from you, but running to you tonight. We do with all of our hearts in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If that's you tonight, you want to run to him, can you clap your hands and give God praise? Jesus, thank you. Thank you. You can be seated tonight. I can't wait for our pastor to share tonight. I'm excited. This praise team. I'm thankful. I love our teenagers, so I'm proud of them. And I appreciate them so much and their hard work and their ministry. Tonight we're going to take up the offering. We're just asking God to, to bless, asking God to touch the gift and the giver tonight. Jesus, we love you. We ask you, God, to minister and touch. God, help us to know even in these times where financially, God, things can seem tight, God, that, Lord, you can perform miracles. God, $5 in your hand, God, is, is worth more than 500 in mine. And God, I pray, God, that you would touch and move. And I pray for miracles to be seen, God, even this week, not in the name of Christmas, but in the name of Jesus the Christ that came to save sinners. God, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name.
because he said a word really touched me before we went on tonight. He talked about running, and sometimes we can be singing for Jesus, but running from him at the same time. And you get busy, and you forget to take that time for yourself. It's like food, it's spiritual food that helps you grow and be strong. And I ran for so long in my life, so many years, I ran from him. And once I found him, once I found him, I wanted to be everywhere he was. I didn't want to be anywhere else. And I try to tell these young people, you don't want to be anywhere else. You want to be right where he is. Trust me, life gets hard. It gets difficult. Things happen. And you're going to want to be right where he is. And tonight, you are right where he is. So you are blessed tonight because I feel his presence and I believe that he is going to do a mighty thing for you. You believe that? Just let me see your hand. Just lift it up as a witness. God, we believe that you are the Lord of this evening. We come to worship you tonight. We come to be here because we knew you would be here. And we need you more than ever. And God, I pray that every need, everything in this house... Tonight, Lord, that you would meet each and every person with a special, special touch from you. God, you knew they would be here, and they knew you would be here too. So let's meet tonight. Oh, let's meet the Holy King. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And I can't get.
you to stand with me all if you would all over the congregation i want you to be ready to just continue to sing that angie start back at your we suck him out i love you jesus the o's start there I am in your midst in great power. I can accomplish and do anything. You know this from my word. But I am here and I am ready to do a work in you. I need only your complete cooperation. Trust in me, look to me, lean hard upon me and know that I am a God of my word and a God of great power. I will move, says the Lord, but you must come to me. Know that I am here to accomplish it, says the Lord. Obey and step in faith. I want everyone in this house, continue to play if you would. I want everyone in this house, if you feel that that word is speaking to your spirit, if there is a need in your life, it's healing, it's deliverance, you need God to touch your mind, your spirit, I want you to get out as quickly as you can. Don't wait on your neighbor. I want you to get out right now. 
to make your way to the front of the altar. I need that touch, God. I need that word in my life. I need your presence. I need your power, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God's going to meet you right where you kneel this evening, right where you are in this altar. I'm not talking about the moving and the emotion of a song. I'm not talking I'm talking about the creator of the world and the universe. He's here. He has spoken directly to your need, and God will not leave you hanging. God is going to minister to your need tonight. He's going to meet the need that you bring to this altar. He said he only needs your cooperation. That means all you've got to do is just... If someone gives you a gift, all you got to do is reach out right now and just take it. God's here to accomplish that in your life. Let him touch you. Let him minister. Let him give you the gift of deliverance. Let him give you the gift of healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our ministers and pastors, if you would, begin now to move through the crowd and let's pray for folks.
Is that the desire of your heart tonight? Lord, I want to be right in the middle of where you are. I want to be right in the middle of what you're doing. Lord, if you're touching that person, I want you to touch me. Lord, I'm hungry and I'm des- I desire what your work is, whatever you're doing in the world. What- Lord, if you're out here and your Holy Spirit is at work, man, I'm in. I want, I want the touch. I want to be a part. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be they shall be filled. God's not in the business of denying when you desire Him, when you want to be in His presence, when you want to know His power. God's not in the business of denying His people. You know, if we were doing all this in our own strength, well, we'd have something to worry about, wouldn't we? We'd probably get stressed out. We'd probably sit back and try to figure it all out and think it all through and We'd have to call a committee. But Jesus said, all power has been given to me. All authority has been given to me. And the word tells us that with him, nothing shall be impossible. He does the work. It's his power. It's not the power of a church. Not the power of a preacher, you know that. So what you worried about? It's the power of God. I said, it's the power of God. And I love what Angie said when she was saying, talking and setting that up for that song. And she said, I just want to be where he is. I just want to be where he is. And we're going to sing that song. And then she said, if you want to be where he is. And she said, I want to be where he is. And then she said, he's here. Man, when she said that, something like lightning shot down through my spirit. And the Lord said, if my people only knew how close I am. If we only had any idea how close he is right now in this house, why you wouldn't hardly be able to contain yourself. You wouldn't leave here like you came, that's for sure. If I'm cold and I'm freezing to death and there's a fire over here, I'm going to get over next to it and I'm going to get warm. If I'm burning up, if I'm hot as I can be, I'm going to run over here where there's a cold room. And I'm going to get in that room and I'm going to be, ah. I was in Florida a couple weeks ago. There was some days it was 85 degrees. And I wasn't used to that being Ohio. So I found me a cool room. When I got in there, I was just like, just leave me here. Y'all find me later. If I know there's power. My word instructs you to call those things that be not as though they were. Your faith is an expectation. 
I desire that my people would believe. Know that I am powerful. Know that I am a God of great deliverance. Know that I am here. Trust and look to me. Do not lean upon your own thoughts and your own discernments. Trust and know that I am a God who knows the way. I am a God who has already planned your escape. I am a God who has already determined your path. I will find you in victory if you'll trust in me. Lean upon me. Look to me. And know that I am here for you. Hallelujah. The Lord is speaking to someone tonight. Someone who needs a direct word from the Holy Spirit. Father, we honor you and we thank you for this word that brings rescue, this word that brings deliverance. We thank you for your move. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has beautifully expressed the very deep desires of God in this house tonight. We knew we had come here on purpose, Lord. We knew it. We look to you now and we trust in you. We do trust you, God. We won't try to figure it out ourselves, Lord. We will look to you. And Lord, when we look to you, we cannot. We cannot be disappointed. When we trust in you, Lord, there is no failing. There is no forsaking. Lord, you said in your word you would complete the work that you've begun. You'll finish it. So we honor you tonight and we bless your name. You know, I was on my way to the church tonight and, and I, I shared with Richard that I was overwhelmed by the spirit of the Lord. In my car, I was listening to some music and I was just overwhelmed by the spirit of the Lord. I was like, wow, you know, this is church right here for me. And I felt his presence. I felt him so strong before I ever got here. And then it doesn't surprise me that, that Cameron said what he said. And Angie said what she said. And the songs were perfect. It doesn't surprise me that God's been orchestrating here tonight. Many words that were given in this altar tonight. I don't even remember what I've told you. But I know what I told you was from the Lord. God had an intention and a purpose for those who would be in this house tonight. I was in the car and I remember as I was driving, I, I got down close. I was on Union Road and I got down close to Atrium Hospital. And I felt I was overwhelmed by the presence of God. And all of a sudden, I felt the presence of the Lord and the power of the Lord. And he spoke into my heart and he said, do you like what I've done in the earth? And I started thinking about all the places I've been. And in my lifetime, you know, I'm 50, mm-hmm. I always say that, 50, mm-hmm. But I've been some really cool places. I'm blessed. I feel like I've, you know, I've been on mission trips to South America. I've been to Romania. I've been, I've stood in the Colosseums at Rome. I've been to Paris. I've been on top of the Eiffel Tower. I've been to London and stood on the bridge, the London Bridge. It didn't fall down. I've had all kinds of beautiful experiences. I've jogged in the early morning before sunrise in Sydney, Australia. Climbed up on a hill over the Sydney Opera House on the Harbour Bridge and watched the sun come up. I've seen some cool things. My brother-in-law, my sister, helped me. He had a free airline ticket to Hawaii. Now, who wouldn't take that? First class, I had a free ticket. 
And I remember as we were coming over that ocean, six hours, and we were just flying and flying and flying. Then all of a sudden, those beautiful, lush, green, tropical mountains come rushing, rushing up out of that water. And I looked at it and I thought, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I was thinking about all these things. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, I designed those things. I made those things. Those waterfalls you've seen in Australia. Those beautiful rivers you've seen. That beautiful mountain range you've seen. The blue mountains. That you've seen the black mountains. You've been in the, in the deep caverns and caves of Romania. You've seen some good stuff, haven't you? Did you like them? And I was like, yeah, I loved them. was my power that made them. He said, that same power is in you right now. Man, I about shouted on Union Road. Why do we work so hard? Riley, why do we mess with life so much? Why do we worry and stress out and try to figure it all out ourselves? And why do we do it by ourselves? Why do we do that? When the power that created the stars, that created the moon and all those planets and this beautiful earth, that power is inside you. He's the one that gives you the song. He's the one that breathes up out of your spirit. And when people are crying and blessed because you're singing, it's not because of your talent, it's because of the power of God that's coming up out of you. Why do we try to do it on our own? Why do we try to live out this life in our own strength? Why do we try to figure everything out? Why are we trying to make it all happen? Why are we doing that? Denise, what's that about? When the power that created the whole world, that gave you your babies, that, that God, that designed them to look like you and to talk like you and you see things, that God is at work in you right now. He says, why do we work, struggle so hard? Lift your hands to the Lord. I have no idea what I'm speaking to you, but the Lord does. The power of Almighty God, you faithful in ministry, serve the people. You have given your life and sacrifice, and God says, not one minute of that will go unhonored by my hand in your life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, receive the power of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Peace. Peace. I'm speaking what I believe is from directly from the Lord over you. Peace. Rest. Healing. Not, I, don't, I don't think physically. Healing. In a wounded spirit, in a, in a heart that just needs reconciling, just needs that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He has his hand on you. God loves you. You are so loved by God. You don't even know how much you're loved. He watches you. He's one step ahead of you. And he's working 
you look, I have no idea what you're saying to me. You sometimes see what you think is like a tangled little mess. But God says, watch me. Watch me. The power of God. The power of God. You can trust it. You can trust the power of God. You can trust in the power of God. Miss, go through cancer. Miss, sitting here on the pew when you shouldn't be. Your wife's sitting there next to you when she shouldn't be. Power of God. Power of God. He wants us to trust him tonight. God is waiting to send a mighty revival. He doesn't want you to figure it out. Why do I keep going back to that? He's not trying. He doesn't want you to try to figure it, all the answers out. He doesn't want you to work on it. He doesn't want you to sit and try to figure it out and figure out what he's doing. He wants you in a blind trust to look up and say, power of God, here I am. Move on me, Lord. Move on me. Wasn't it Samson, blind, down in the mill? They decided they were going to make fun of him. The world's decided they're going to make fun of you. The world's decided they're going to laugh at you. The world has decided they're going to get rid of you. The enemy wants to destroy you. God laid it on Samson's heart to just one more time, Lord, just one more time, just one more time. What does he say? He says, move on me, God. One more, I'm, I'm blind, I'm embarrassed, I'm shamed, I'm down in the mill, I'm a slave and I was a man of God. Move on me, God, one more time. And they put him in place between those two pillars, you remember? And they laughed at him and wanted to make sport of him as an offering to their God, Dagon. Samson, although he couldn't see, asked the young boy, the servant boy, to put him between those two columns. He reached over and put his, put his hands on those columns. He had lost all his natural strength. He couldn't go another step. He couldn't make it. He couldn't fix himself. But his cry was, one more time. God, move on me. And the Bible says the spirit of the Lord came down, empowered him, and strength came back in his hands. It doesn't matter how far the devil has beat you down. doesn't matter how he's lied to you. doesn't matter how twisted up your brain is, sitting on the side of the road, not able to make it or function another day. doesn't matter how far down you are. You may be down in the mill. You may be blind to the good things of God. You may not be able to figure any of it out but if I believe the power of God Diana is here in such a way that if that person who is in the deepest darkest place they've ever been in their life if they will Lawton just cry out tonight in this house if they'll say it with their lips and their heart and mean it if they'll just say one more time God move on me I'm believing there's going to be a rise and a miracle in this place. Like, I'm telling you, I'm believing the power of God. He's doing it. 
He's already doing it. Somebody's already saying it down in their heart. And God is doing it. Even as I'm speaking that in this house, I'm believing it. If you need that, if you're tired of where you are, you are done with where you are, and you are ready for God to move right now, not tomorrow. I'm not talking about next year, next month. I'm talking about you need right now for God to move your situation. I want you to stand up wherever you are. Stand up. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to be a belly aker. I'm not going to be one of these whiny people that never ever step out in courage and get mine. I'm going to believe God for a miracle right now. Stand up. I feel the authority of the Spirit of God. I don't know how, I don't know when I felt like this. I've said it before, Brother Dan, when I've felt like this, I've said I'm bold as a lion right now. You better watch out. I'm, ready. I'm likely to say anything. I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this house. And I feel like there is deliverance for somebody. You ready? Are you ready for God? You really mean that when you stood up just now? Then you're not going to leave here like you came in. You're not even going to think the same way. It's going to be different. God's going to do something. Dorothy, put your hand on your, your son's back right there. Right there where he's at. You just love on him. You love him. You, you have prayed for him. That's Dustin. I, I want this church to love on that boy. I want us to just have faith for him. But you got to have faith for you right now. If your mate is standing there beside you, I just want you to make a contact with him. Because if that one, one of you is stronger than the other in faith, and I want you to be both together as one before, Lord, before the Lord as you ask this, as you make this statement before God. I want you to cry out to the Lord. If you do it silently, I don't care. However you do it, inside you, outside you, if you want to yell it, that's fine. However you do it, but right now, in the authority in the name of Jesus Christ, I want you to cry out right now and say, move on me, Lord, one more time. One more time. In the name of Jesus, clear my mind. Clear the discouragement, the defeatism. Remove the lies of the enemy, God. One more time, move on me. Let the Spirit of God be free to roam through every chamber of my spirit and soul. One more time, Lord, move on me in power. One more time, God, let me feel the awesome strength of God rise up inside me. Deliver me, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now receive it. Put your hands up in the air everywhere you are right now and begin to openly praise the Lord. I mean, he's heard you. God's not deaf. God's not sitting back ignoring you. He don't do that. The enemy told you he does, but the enemy is a liar. The enemy wants to take you to his house. He's going to tell you anything that'll work, but you got to refuse that right now. And you got to say, Lord, I know you heard me. I know that you're accepting my prayer. I know you're moving on my life right now. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands as high as you can and begin to praise God that he heard you. Praise God that he's moving in your life right now. In the name of Jesus, it's a little way to respond to a very big God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love and its peace, peace, help me singers, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of Amen. Won't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? <laughs> praise the Lord. I want you to sit down for just a few moments. I'm not going to preach the whole message, but I want to leave you with the word of God tonight. The title of my message is, and you can see it right here, You Shall Receive Power. Doesn't God always know? God always knows. Sister Carol Elam is here tonight. Sister Elam, would you wave at us back there? Brother Carl Elam passed away this week, her devoted and dedicated husband. And she's here tonight in the house of the Lord. I want you to stretch your hands towards Sister Carol right now. We're going to pray for her. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray your hand to rest on Sister Elam. Would you touch her by your Holy Spirit and let her feel the presence and power of Almighty God. I pray that you will comfort her and be with her, Lord, that she will feel your presence. Know, Lord, your mighty hand, and we thank you for her. We thank you for Brother Carl and the life that he lived, the legacy that he leaves. I pray your comfort and strength through the difficult days that lie ahead, that, God, you will touch her. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Be blessed today. Yeah, I don't want him to go far. I want him to stay close by. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8 is our scripture for tonight, and I'm going to read the scripture for you. But being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, 
is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I've got a message, and I'm going to preach this entire message. I, I'm, I, I, there ain't no way I'm, uh, I'm not going to do it tonight. We have been in the altars, and we've received from the Lord, and many of you have received a direct word from the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Lord is meant to do what he's done tonight, and that's all right. There were some emergencies in here tonight, and the Lord has met the needs of, of his people. But we are living in a day and a time when, as a spirit-filled church, and Sister Liz, we've got to get back to the basics of who we are. We need to be a church that is baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be a church that recognizes that we can't do it on our own. There's a reason why Jesus looked at his disciples and said, I want you to go. I want you to get up in that upper room. I want you to go to Jerusalem and tarry there until you be endued with power from on high. There's a reason why God wanted us, asked the disciples, and if you remember, the promise is to you and your children and your children's children and your children's children after that and to all them who are at a far off. How many of you know I'm in the far off bunch? The promise of the Holy Spirit is for all. Don't let anybody teach you different. There's a lot of folks spend a lot of time trying to negate the word of God. Understand and know the word of God is truth, a foundation for you to build your life on. God's not weird. He didn't put something together that's weird. He put something together that's powerful. He wants you and I to experience the fullness of the spirit. He wants us to have that empowerment because I'm telling you, we're living in a day and a time when our prayers may be cute. Our prayers may sound real nice, but our prayers are not going to be what's going to move earth and heaven. Our prayers won't do it. Your ideologies, your theology, your thinking, what you think about God, what you think about his laws, what you think about what's right and wrong, that ain't going to amount to a hill of beans. But what matters is what does the Word of God say and what does the Holy Spirit doing? What is the work of the Holy Spirit? What is He asking of us? And He asks us in all of our life and living for Him, He asks us to be surrendered to Him. He wants us to be surrendered to His will and His purpose. If we work and move and do our own thing, if we're, a, if we're determined that we're going to make our own way spiritually, figure it all out for ourselves, then we are sadly mistaken. God wants us to stay filled with his Holy Spirit so that we don't get our mouth in the wrong place. So we don't end up with our feet in the wrong place. So we don't easily fall prey to temptations. You know what happens in the church. I'm not likely to go find you turning in down at the casino. You know, that's down by my house, by the way. All I got to do is drive right down the street, and I can see all those lights going up and down. I can tell every car pulling in there, especially if one says Strat on the back. I can tell. I don't have to worry about that. 
But you know what we do have to worry about sometimes? We have to worry about how the, the enemy won't come along and, and throw a, you know, a, a prostitute or, or throw a, you know, a, a bad criminal situation or a robbery. He won't always throw that kind of stuff in your past. Sometimes he does. But God will sneak up on you. And just a, the, uh, the enemy will sneak up on you. And he'll just defend you. He'll just he'll wound you. He'll def- try to get you to be discouraged. He'll try to get you to not see God's plan. He'll think it, make it all foggy for you. So all you see is your circumstances. The enemy loves to make you look at your circumstances. The enemy will try to trip you up and make you think this is it. This is what I got. The enemy will sneak in sometimes in the church pew. And he'll, he'll get you looking at him. And you'll be looking at him and all of a sudden the enemy's like, he's a hypocrite. He's a liar. That guy ain't real. And you'll be like, I knew that. Next thing you know, you're sitting with your nose up in the air and you won't even talk to him. Because the enemy's just filled you full of lies. You say, oh, that don't. Yes, it happens. The enemy loves, loves to get in here and stir up hate and unforgiveness. He loves to get you looking at somebody else. Get your eyes off others. You've got enough. The Bible says, take the log out of your own eye before you go picking on the splinters in others. Come on. The enemy loves to get in here and try to mess you up. He wants to get you grumpy and grimy and complaining. He wants to get you all down in the dumps and negative. He wants you to hate the pastor. He wants you to hate the youth pastor. He wants you to not love your brothers or your sisters. He wants you to even, sometimes he'll just come along and say, you're too tired. Let somebody else do that. I'm not going to go serve coffee in that cafe. I'm not going to do that. Let somebody else do it. I've been doing that for a couple of months now. I'm tired. I'd much rather just go in there and sit in that, that warm sanctuary. Let somebody else do that. Why do I have to do everything? The enemy loves to come along. And just fill his full. I've often said this about people. Jackie, I want to tell you how I feel about you. I think you're awesome. I've known you for a long time. You are solid. You're faithful. You're dedicated. You love your family. All you want in the whole world is to see every one of them running the aisles and shouting under the glory of God. It's all you've ever wanted. If I've ever seen you cry, it's over your babies. It's over your family, over your husband. That's all I've ever seen is just this love you got for everybody else. You love to take care of people. But I'm going to tell you how I feel about you so that the devil don't come along. Because, see, he wants to sit up on your shoulder. Pastor don't even like me. Did you see how he walked past you? Didn't even speak to you. Did you see that, that ministry music, Gary Turner? He thinks he's all that. Man, he didn't even talk to me today. I walked right by him and I said, hey, Gary. And he just, mm. Don't you know that that's what the devil does? It's time for us to expose that kind of stuff and get real careful. That's why the Bible says to guard your heart. 
for out of it flows the, the wellsprings of God, the, the, the good of God. The Bible says the rivers of living water will come up out of your belly because you're filled with the Spirit of God. But you can't be filled with the Spirit of God when you're filled with all kinds of hypocrisy yourself and you're filled with all kinds of d discouragement, defeatism, and negativism. And you're, you're full of judgment and condemnation for others. When you are all filled up with all those things, you can't even move in the Spirit of God. So the Bible says guard your heart. Guard it. Protect it. Protect it so that you don't end up somewhere where you're off track and you ain't doing the work of God. I want to be filled with the Spirit, overflowing with His Spirit so that as a church and as a pastor, you know one of my greatest my greatest prayers this last year, I've, as a pastor, I've been doing this for many, many months now. I was touched by a statement I heard a preacher say, and it got down inside me, and, and Lawton, I've prayed this ever since. I want to be, I want to be a voice of God for my church. I pray it all the time. Lord, I don't want my voice I don't want to speak to you. I don't, want, I don't want it to be what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. I don't want it to be what I, my experience has said. I pray all the time, God, if I speak to Elaine and the Spirit of God is working in, I want my words to be your words. Because your words will have life. Your words will make a difference. Your words will change the circumstance. I say, God, I want to be the voice your voice. I'm the shepherd. I, I like to point. Let Connie do it. But God's called me to be the pastor of this church. So my prayer has rightfully got to be, Sister Langford, that I must be a voice of God for my church. That's hard, Rowdy. That's hard when there's discouragement. That's hard, especially when you got a thousand people. That's real hard. But you got to walk. You got to walk in the Spirit. You got to walk in the empowerment of the Holy Ghost because there's no way to do it. If you're not doing, if you're not living in that, that strength and in that power, you can't do it. But oh, once you tap in to where the glory and the power of God is, it's amazing when He said, Do you like those things you see? Do you like those big, beautiful mountains and waterfalls and all those things I've, I've made? Do you like all those things? Yeah, well, that's, I designed them, he said. I created them. I made them. And I'm in you. The creative power of the universe is in you and me. He's right now coursing through those folks who, who are filled with the fullness of God's spirit. That powerful designer, that architect of creativity, that, that God is working in your situation, working in your life right now. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I've got a whole message on how to put that together. And I got, Elizabeth will tell you, Beth, I've got, I've got a ton of scriptures, don't I? <laughs> I had it all lined out, and I'm going to preach it. But for right now, I want to challenge you with this statement. Don't walk in your own strength. Don't live one day, Jill, in your own power. 
don't try to be a Christian in your own thinking. Don't try to work it out, think it out, figure it out. Don't walk in your own thinking, in your own religion. Don't do that. Give your heart in complete surrender to God's Spirit. Let the Spirit of the Lord overflow in your life until it is flowing out of you. And we as a, we will be the grandest church that God has on the earth. When we're filled with His Spirit, there is no better place. I'm challenging us as a congregation. Stand with me. I'm going to close it. I want to challenge us. Young people, I had you on my heart all day. I want you baptized in the Holy Ghost. I want you filled with the Spirit of God, interceding in the Spirit. I want you to know what God's doing in your life. I want you to hear the voice of God. I don't want somebody to always have to come to you and tell you what God says. I want you to know what God says. I want you to get it down in your spirit. I don't want you, I don't want you guys leading on, on the fleshly stuff. I, I don't want you worried about stuff you ought not to be worried about. I don't want you thinking about competition and, and what you need to do out there to succeed and how you need to step on that person to get that job. And that. I don't want you worried about those things. I want you to lay all that down. And I want you to let God fill you full of his Holy Ghost so that you are living out the promise of God's word that says the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. I want you to live that out. I want you to live it out. There's success all over you, but the only way you'll mess it up is if you start trying to figure it all out yourself. You try to do it yourself. You do it yourself, and you're going to end up failing miserably, and you're going to be a lousy testimony for God. Let God build you up. Let him strengthen you and touch your life. Let him speak through you and overflow through you, okay? Let him fill you to overflowing to where every word that comes out of your mouth is only uplifting and edifying to others around you. Be a servant of God. Love one another. Forgive one another. Let go of resentments and hurts and let God build you up a strong man and a strong woman of God. The church needs you. We've got to have a strong army of young people. We have to have it. So I know everybody won't do it, but I'm interested in who in this group right here tonight, who will say, here am I. I'm here, God. Fill me. I want to be that person. All across this congregation, my challenge is that we will desire to be filled full of God's Holy Spirit. I'm not asking you to be filled with the church of God. I'm asking you to be filled with any particular religion. I'm not asking you for any of the, I'm asking you to be filled, to seek after, to desire the fullness of God's Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, who is at present and work in this house tonight. I want you to be filled with His Spirit. So that you walk in that every day and every hour. Amen. Lift your hands to God tonight and let's pray for that. Lord, we come to you. Lord, we're asking you. I'm asking you from this pulpit all the way to the pew. Lord, fill us full of your Holy Ghost. We understand, Lord, it's continual filling. We may have been filled 10 years ago, but we need a fresh Holy Ghost uh, intervention tonight. We need a fresh move of your spirit in our lives every day. 
God, touch us by your power. Overflow in our spirits and lives. And God, fill us till we're full and running over so that, Lord, our lives bless others. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Will you baptize our church? Will you baptize our leaders, our pastors, our workers, our servants, our, our members? Would you touch our people so that we can touch this community? God, I want us to be a light into this community. I want us to touch those that are lost and hurting and dying and they're losing out and they don't have a hope for eternity. I ask you, Father, anoint us by your Holy Ghost. Lead us and send us out so that we'll be anointed to do your work. Now I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, and I thank you, Lord, for the moving tonight. I thank you for how you spoke to us. I thank you for how you're leading us. I pray for those who are watching online right now. Lord, I'm moved in my spirit to pray for those who are watching us right now. I pray over them. I pray, God, as they're praying with us now and responding to the move of your spirit, I pray that you will touch them, empower them where they're sitting right now. Minister to their very need and touch them where they are. Give them provision. Give them deliverance. Let them feel your power and your presence right where they are. And I thank you for it. And I know you're doing it, Lord. You won't deny anyone who comes to you in faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor you. We give ourselves and surrender to your work and will. Not only in this church, but in our lives and our families. Lord, start with a deep, deep hunger. Start with a hunger deep inside of us. And I thank you for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And everyone together said amen. Amen. God bless you. I know you've got a lot of shopping to do this week. Come back. We have Monday night, Celebrate Recovery. Tuesday night, the youth. Wednesday night, we'll be in Bible study. And then we'll be heading towards Christmas. So God bless you and Merry Christmas to you.